Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week we're playing Hexed from the two-player game anthology You and I. This one was designed by Sharang Biswas, who's a designer that I had the good fortune of meeting for the first time at Breakout Con not too long ago. This game is delightful and simple. It's a great way to introduce role-playing to folks who grew up reading Harry Potter. The premise is simple and leaves a lot of room for world-building, which is kind of my favorite thing right now. I think we indulged a little bit more in our narration than the game normally expects you to do, but it led to a delightful experience on my part, and I hope you feel the same way. Before Before we get to the episode, I want to point out that coming up this week, I am going to be at Breakout Con. I am really excited to meet one-shot heroes there and show off some of my new game designs. That's not the only exciting reminder I have for you, because tomorrow, my new book, The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide, officially comes out. Now, you've heard me talk about this for a long time on the show, and I am so happy that it's here. Folks, I know people look all over the internet for GM and player advice, and this book is an attempt for me to collect a fair bit of my knowledge and thoughts on the matter in one place. If you like the games that we do here on One Shot and their more cinematic narrative quality, I think you'll enjoy the book. I tried to break down what I do when I'm at the table both as a PC and a GM, and offer tools and tricks to make it easier for other people to get in that headspace. I'm really proud of how this book turned out, and I can't wait to share it with people. So if you haven't already, please head over to bit.ly slash RPG Gameplay and pre-order a copy now. Or, I guess, straight up order a copy now because it comes out tomorrow. You can also walk into any brick-and-mortar bookstore and pick up a copy for yourself. Once you have your copy, I'd ask that everyone please leave a review on Amazon. The reception that I got there made such a tremendous difference for my first book. I definitely would like to see that again for this one. The publisher says that if I get at least 25 positive reviews within the first month, my book will be in a great place. So if you enjoy what I write and you want to help me out, please consider doing that. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, In fact, our party is actually going to be pretty small this week because it's just me and Mel. Oh, hello. Uh, we're playing a game from the collection called You and I Role-Playing, which is a anthology of two-player RPGs. And we're playing Hexed, which is a little bit Harry Potter. I, I think The Worst Witch also takes place in a magic school. Goodness, what's that anime that we watched together? A Little Witch's Academia. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like inspired by all those. Um, in this, Han, you will be playing a witch or wizard or mm. sorcerer, what what have you, uh, who is at a magic college and has put off an important midterm paper to the last three days before it was due. Ooh, that doesn't uh, sound like me. <laughs> are you? Were you more diligent in your studies at school? Depends on the subject. Well, one of these things, uh, we can alter it if you would like and just make this a last minute assigned paper, too. Let's build the character first, maybe. Yeah, that sounds like that's definitely what we should do. Uh, So reading straight from the rules book, the student is in their first year at Toad Tongue College of Magic, a small liberal and esoteric arts institution hidden deep in the countryside. As a first year pupil, you know that simple magic befits 
befitting your thoroughly untrained state and have access only to the college's most elementary resources. Before play, you've got to define a few things about your character, and the first one they want you to pick is name. Uh Uh-oh. Now, there are some suggested names on the character sheet, but you can also make up your own. Pull up a name generator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pops right up to the top. Like, there's a bunch of nerds that need that. Like, there's so many times that I've needed to know a wizard name that it's a very useful resource, and it makes sense that there are a lot of them. All right. My name is Ellery Asmodeus. Ellery Asmodeus. Ooh. What do we think Ellery looks like? They're freshman wizard. Yes. I I haven't played a, a female in a long time. I will Ooh. play a young female uh, witch. Okay, cool. Uh, so you're playing a witch, probably. Like, do you think they're entering wizard college at uh, the age that we generally enter college? Like, 18, 19? Did they take a year off? No, I, th- I think they went directly into college. Okay. At least that's, that's what I did. All right. And how do we think Ellery dresses? I think Ellery is too nervous to wear anything other than uh, school expectations and has followed it to a T. Okay. So this is a college that has a uniform then. Most definitely. I I feel like most places have some kind of uniform that is generally acceptable in classes okay okay so is this a uniform or a dress code this is an important distinction oh uh let's say dress code but ellery took it more like a uniform so you followed it to the letter of the law oh yeah because you're a big nerd yeah uh she bought it in like the school store at inflated prices (laughs) and is just wearing all of it brand new like she took the tags off this morning Okay, uh, th- though this is the end of your term. Oh, never mind. It's then. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the basically this is your first term of wizard college, and the paper that's in question is going to be your midterm paper. Ugh. Okay. But I I mean this is good. This is good. So we know that's how Ellery started out. Mm-hmm. Has it kept up through over the course of term one? I think Ellery has done her best to keep those clothes in good shape Mm -hmm. and has maintained it but i i think this midterm is going to make or break how well she keeps it together going forward okay okay i like that approach um is ellery's choice to like play this by the book a popular one at school i think with the younger students it is the older students probably couldn't give a shit less (laughs) Yeah, okay, the the more time you spend in Wizard College, the less you really want to uh, follow Wizard College rules. That and, like, you you find your eccentricities and your focuses, and she, I don't know that she's found a, a true focus yet, so she's following the lines that were drawn for her. Okay, um, so now that we have Ellery, uh, we have to create a best friend for Ellery. Um, your companion uh, is a character that can be with you anytime you want them to be. In fact, they are assumed to be with you unless uh, you dismiss them. So they do have some like stock character concepts. Uh, this is basically how the character looks and you can, uh, can pick how uh, you want them to be. Your best friend is either... The cleverest student in your grade, a loyal, stupid, but massive minion, or a cat? A cat. 
Obviously. Okay, you're going with the cat. Obviously. All right. Uh, so your best friend accompanies you everywhere unless instructed otherwise. Once per game, you can get your best friend's assistance to re-roll any number of dice for either a adventure, a writing, or a socialized roll. Stick. Uh, now that we've got some of that basic information out of the way, let's set some of your stats. Uh, your stability stat is going to start at three. Now, your stability kind of represents your ability to handle stress. It's college. It's the midterms. You're, you're balancing your own schedule for your first time. And you're also going up against like a heavy, heavy workload, I think. So uh, stability is important. Uh, next is your substance, which starts at one. Your substance is how much you know about the subject that you're going to be writing your midterm paper about. Um, so right now you're not doing great. Uh, and we'll examine why that is in a little bit. Finally, your progress is going to start at zero. Uh, that is how much of this paper you've done so far. Uh, so with that, we're going to move on to classes that you're enrolled in. Uh, now, these are not going to be the class uh, of the subject that you're writing this paper in. Uh, oh. These are other classes you're taking that will help uh, modify your stats a little bit. So you've got to choose which classes you think your character would be taking. There's Introduction to Neuroalchemy, Griffins, Hippogriffs, and Pegasi, the Evolution of Mammalio-Avian Hybrids, a special seminar in Sumerian and Assyrian Curses, Divination 1, Mangu, Heka, Indrajala, and other non-Western magical traditions. Hmm. Now, those affect your stats, but uh, mm. I was also thinking that we just select them based off character personality and add in this like stat stuff afterwards. Fair enough. I just want to also read the oh, yeah. descriptions. Take so your time. All right. Ellery's probably like a horse girl. So I have a feeling yes. she'd definitely be into the Griffins, Hippogriffs, and Pegasi class. Uh, does she have like posters on her wall? Oh, yeah. Did did uh, your college do like a poster fair like in the first semester of the year where that same poster company that has all of those stock college posters came around for? <sighs> Do those really happen? Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, they did it at our school. I, I have to imagine these companies pay like an obscene amount of money for colleges so that they can put on this dumb poster fair. But essentially, like, you know how a lot of college dorms will have uh, posters like if you go especially into male dorms, they'll be like the Godfather on the wall or like, oh, yeah. have you seen the kiss? Mm -hmm. It is a black and white photo of two women kissing in their underwear. And it is like a classic college ass poster that you see in a lot of dormitories, like mostly the male dormitories, but like, you know, it's a, it's, I'm sure there are queer kids out there buying up that that good good old poster. Um, well, I feel like now we should buy one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really think we should have a freshman year of college chic in our home. It would be very funny. Mm. Uh, well, you know what I think we should do is we should get one for like characters from the network. Oh my uh, God. Just just have them drawn up in the kiss. <laughs> But ni neither here nor there. I think uh, you you've got like 
a bunch of horse or hippogriff. Like, please tell me what animal posters you've got up in your uh, dorm. I've probably got like all three of those. Griffins, hippogriffs, pegasi, probably mostly pegasi being a horse girl for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, In various poses, most of them with only two hooves or claws on the ground they're in their standard like rear oh, rearing back yeah um pose and uh, oh it's it's wizardry uh they all move oh yeah yeah they're all like flying or like rearing up doing a little whinny and then clopping around and okay living and harry, their best lives in harry potter these uh the portraits talk are these making sounds Yes, but I think that Ellery has an enchantment to to silence them at night when she needs to sleep. But during the day, you'll just hear like soft sounds of the outdoors and horses trotting around in a soft little every now and then. Oh, I like the idea that when Ellery comes back to her dorm room, like they all greet her with like whinnies and. Oh, yeah. I guess hippogriffs are there, a scraw too. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. It's her favorite thing. Okay, so that's one of your classes. You get one more. I think uh, Ellery's always wanted to learn more about the big wide world. So she would pick the Mangu, Heka, and Indrajala and other non-Western magical traditions class. Um, A preemptive apology uh, to Sharang, who designed this game, if I happen to pronounce any of those names wrong. It it might even be Indrajala. Oh, I guess that's true. I don't um, know where that's from. But let's go over what that does for your stats. Uh, yes. Going with uh, your Griffins and Hippogriffs class, once per game, you can re-roll all dice for any adventure roll that relates to magical creatures. You have to re-roll all the dice. You don't get to choose in that case uh, like you do with your best friend. And for uh, your non-Western magical traditions class, you can once per game ignore the effect of a magical mishap. <laughs> that is probably going to come up at some point. Mm. So now that we have those, you have another class. And for <gasps> that class, there is a big term paper due. Um, and I think that, like, tell me, like, how studious do you feel your character is? I think as far as priorities go, being studious is pretty much the highest. Okay, so then this is probably not uh, a class that you've necessarily been lax in your duties and ignoring so much as something that is just difficult for you or a subject you're not interested in. I agree. Yeah, it's probably something like, oh, me in chemistry in high school. I was very bad at chemistry. Are, are you proposing a story about a magical student who struggles in potions <laughs> yes absolutely okay <laughs> so this is a big potions midterm Ugh. which man thinking about how much that sucks right about these liquids mm. and, and that's something that happened all the time in harry potter like he did actually have to write essays in potions class which in no chemistry class that i've ever had have i had to write an essay and thank god yeah uh, uh i i think ellery's issue is um much like mine you know i you know what it, it, it can either be potions or an alternative language because those are two classes that i most 
definitely struggled in when I was a kid because for some reason, learning a language that was not inherent to what I grew up with was exceptionally difficult for me. Uh, you know, I struggled learning other languages too. Part of that, as a huge part of that, was my dyslexia. Let's go. Let, let, I like keeping it at potions okay. because the idea of writing a paper about potions, like that, is so esoteric to me. Like, she probably feels like it's exceptionally pointless and doesn't even want to think about those things. Yeah, and I get the, like that would explain why you were putting it off until three days before like you took care of all the classes that you really cared about and i'll bet you know because this is a liberal arts uh college i'll bet the science class you're taking is part of your distribution requirements because it seems like you've mostly gone social studies and humanities yep which is great this is perfect uh so you have put all of that stuff off. Uh, I think the last thing that we really need to do uh, in order to set up is I got to know the name of your best friend. Uh, Beans. Um, Beans the cat? All right. Yep. It's, it's <laughs> Beans the cat. There it is. Good. Uh, we're basically ready to begin the game. And at this point, I would like us to describe together what this wizard college looks like. Uh, now the game like text or whatever said it's on the countryside but we can put it pretty much anywhere we want where do you picture ellery's wizard college being you know i've never heard about a wizard college in a city mm, oh an urban wizard college yeah. okay cool what kind of city is it uh do we think it's like a huge city like chicago maybe a smaller city i think it's a city big enough that a skyscraper that is mostly unidentifiable wouldn't go amiss oh my gosh wait a minute does your wizard college from the outside just look like one of those boring banking sector buildings yes Oh my goodness. Okay, so from the outside, we see this sheer steel and dark glass building that looks incredibly unimpressive to the outside observer. In fact, it looks that way because it's been enchanted to look unimpressive. There's nothing quirky or strange about this building, and it's something that is so unimpressive that no mortal being who walks past it notices that there is no door or street-level entrance for this building at all. It's one of those towering monolithic glass structures that you see in the downtown of a city and never give a second thought. It's so boring, and there are so many other fantastic buildings around it. I want to know, how do students go in and out of this place? So, in reality, this building, this facade was enchanted around a tower that's been there for hundreds of years. I, I think that this was here and a small wizarding village was built around it. And then over time, a town built up and then over time, a city built up. And over time, they kept enchanting the outside of it to look more and more modern until people forgot what it was. Oh, cool. Um, I think that the entrance, there is a door. But it is so boring and unobtrusive that no one sees it. No one knows it's there unless you're looking for it. it. Like, 
it meshes perfectly with the building. So there's not like a magical entrance. It's just people know the right part of the building to go to. Yeah, but there's definitely also magical entrances. You know, you've got your standard stand in a toilet wizard stuff. You know, I'm sure there's (laughs) one of those somewhere. Maybe like a porta potty in a construction lot nearby that you just walk through or. You know, I'm super happy that we're establishing right away that there are bathrooms in our wizard universe. There have always been bathrooms. No wizards are shitting themselves in hallways. (laughs) They're not shitting themselves and magicking it away. No, none of that. None of that shit. (laughs) There are bathrooms. This tower might be old, but it's updated. I will point out that mostly we've talked about these bathrooms so far in terms of entrances to the building. So it's not totally normal or cool, (laughs) but it is certainly better than late stage Harry Potter. Yeah, I I have a feeling there's many types of entrances, but... If I started listing all of them, this would get boring. Of course. Okay. Uh, so once you're inside this building, do you, like, what what does the old tower look like? I think it was last gut rehabbed during a let's let's make it the Rococo period. Ooh, cool. Yeah, the inside just looks really, really dope and Rococo. Lots of pastel and plaster everywhere. Um, lots of sculpting. There are rooms like the bathrooms that have been more updated and they've kind of built around the more historical structures to maintain the history, but also make it modern enough that wizards and witches and sorcerers these days could be comfortable yeah, for those uh, who are wondering, sorcerer is our non-binary magical term in this universe. In this universe. <laughs> so that's what we've decided. Uh, this is extremely dope. I'm looking at some Rococo exteriors right now. Uh, some of them have uh, like similar to the mosque designs uh, that you'd see in like Istanbul. They've got like those onion domes on them. Oh, yeah. Lots of filigree. I think that looks extremely rad. Uh, so you get past this drab, boring facade and there is this bright white pastel in gold tower that's like overwhelming. Um, I think there are because this is a liberal arts school. Like I imagine it being... Forgive me, because I went to a small liberal arts college. I imagine it having like some of that, oh, we don't have a huge amount of budget to work with, but like we're doing what we can. So there are like expansions built onto like the art wing of the building that are using a magicked up like storage crate uh, or shipping container uh, crate, but it's also been sort of stylized to mimic Rococo. Uh, So it's painted a brilliant white with pastels and gold. It looks very cool, despite not matching with the rest of the decor at all. The students are doing their best. Exactly. Uh, This is great. Um, I would like, we're going to be starting because the way this game works is we're going to play through three days. Um, in the first thing that you do in these three days is preparation. In your preparation period, you can decide to sleep, study, or socialize. 
sleeping is going to automatically add one to your stability, uh, giving you the ability to deal with the stress that will come up as you go out at night in the adventuring section uh, to learn things that will hopefully aid you on your paper writing quest. Uh, there is studying that is going to increase your preparedness, I believe it's called. If I'm not, what was substance? The, subs, yes. Uh, studying will increase your substance. That is you learning about the subject that you're going to be writing about, um, which will add dice to your dice pool when you try to make progress later on. Finally, you can socialize. And socializing is a bit of a gamble. Socializing, if you roll a five or a six, will add two to your stability pool. You know, really de-stressing you a ton. If you roll four or a three... It will add one, and if you roll one or a two, it actually takes away um, because it stressed you out more somehow. Savage. So, I want you to choose sleep, study, or socialize. I have a question. Yes. And maybe you can't tell me, but I would love to know what my goals are here and if there's like a max or what so there's not high should these get there's not going to be a maximum for anything essentially at the end of each day uh you're going to be able to roll however many you would like from your substance pool anything that is four and up is going to count as a success and anything three and down is going to count as a failure Failures don't count against you, but successes add to your progress. The number of overall progress that you're able to get will determine your final grade. And that is something that I can't reveal to you, like how much uh, progress you need to get a good final grade. Brutal. But obviously, the higher your progress is, the better. At night, you are going to be going on adventures, which will increase your knowledge about different subjects uh, and will decide how much your uh, a given adventure adds to your substance pool. If you the max you can get from each night mission is two, the, uh, the lowest is zero, and uh, there are some times that you'll come away with just one. If I'm understanding this right, you roll however many stability you have to see how... So you ro you're rolling preparedness to make progress. And uh, the high end of the die will make actually add to your progress, and the low end of the die won't. Your stability aids you on those adventures. So there'll be times when you're adventuring where you'll be prompted to roll dice and will oh. add to that dice pool naturally with, with some different so things. So stability is the thing that's enabling me to go on these adventures and survive them. And I'm going on these adventures because I need to gain substance so that I can roll. Exactly. Your three options are sleep, which will add to your stability, study, which will add to your substance, or socialize, which will either add a lot to your stability or not be very helpful at all. And I only get to do this three times? Yep. Jeez. Let's sleep for night one. Okay. Uh, so when you sleep, you gain one point of stability. Yeah. And you and I get to describe a scene of Ellery sleeping. Okay. So I imagine this is probably happening in Ellery's dorm room, right? Mm-hmm. So we already know a little bit about Ellery's dorm room in that there are horse posters all over the wall. And I imagine those are sleeping peacefully. Oh, yeah. Along with Ellery. Um, is Ellery sleeping during the night or is this during the day? 
I guess if these adventures happen at night, I have a feeling she'll she'll wake up around nine. Mm-hmm. So she she sleeps late day. Okay, okay. So this is a late day nap. It's not a heavy night sleep. Uh, so I think we'll call it. I guess. Terms usually start in summer. Yeah, the the sun is like setting now, so there's a little light coming in from the outside, um, but there's not a ton. Uh, how do you th- like? Are there curtains or shutters or blinds? Like how? Yeah, I think Ellery hung up like a particularly thick blanket on the window because the dorms didn't really include anything but shitty blinds that are like half broken yeah i mean that is college for sure having to come up with dumb hacks to make sure the light isn't getting in Uh, does ellery have a roommate i have a feeling with all the horses she can't afford to have a roommate with all that noise i I think well i mean but that could be you could just have tension with this roommate or the roommate could love horses too Oh my god! I okay. I think Ellery has a roommate, but it's a it was a roommate trade because the first person she got roomed with was absolutely miserable. So that roommate found someone who didn't care about the horse posters and just illegally traded with them. Okay, okay. I absolutely love this. How are the beds laid out? Are there two separate beds? Are they bunked up? There, there are definitely two separate beds. Uh, I think they're bunked. Because they they wanted to make the most of their space. Okay, okay. Uh, so there are two there are two bunk beds, and then just a wall covered in horse posters. So are <laughs> we learning that these are not all Ellery's horse posters? I I think so. I think this person had had a lot of posters of their own. I kind of love the idea of there maybe even being some that are the same horse poster. Definitely. And now they've they've joined each other in either one of the or the other poster, and they just kind of share the space. They they put the posters side by side, oh, so that they can just go across and like have the same scene. That's so cute. I I friggin' love it. Cool. Now I have to ask: Is Ellery neat? Um, we kind of know that they are prim and proper with their uniform, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're orderly in their room. I think Ellery is good at hanging up her clothing because she hates it when it when it's crumpled up. Mm-hmm. But like most kids, I think there's a few spots that are messy. I think her desk is cluttered with stuff, with leftover papers from assignments that she's already turned in, mm. some research, a few open books... Can Ellery draw? Badly. There are some attempted horse drawings. Oh, yes. They're, they're like, I think your notes are open and like we can see there are like little horses. And I guess we've already said like horse monster drawings in oh, there, yeah. um, like in the margins of different notes. They They all look so close to being a horse, but all of them have just one little thing off about them so they just never look right Mm -hmm. well i mean if you read that uh queer horse comic uh that was going around like horses are hard to draw they look weird yeah cool so we uh go like looking around the room like we can see a kind of 
contained disorder uh, that is made up when two college stage people get together and their lives are full of so many wondrous things that they have no time to keep their spaces in order. Um, is Ellery on the top or bottom bunk? I think Ellery's on the top. Okay. And I think that they both have their favorite poster above them. So Ellery has one on the ceiling and the person below has one like on the bottom of her bunk and every morning they wake up and like kiss a finger and then press it to their horse of choice. Oh, cool. What's Ellery's horse look like? It is a magnificent unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's just the print that has the ones that are like multi-coat. What's the word I'm looking for? Lisa Frank. Mm, the ones that are like shiny on the outside. Holographic? Not, not, yeah. It's it's a holographic unicorn poster, one of the few she has, and it's her favorite rainbow unicorn. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and because it's, like, above you when you're sleeping, it's an always sleeping unicorn. It's a unicorn that's just always peacefully sleeping. And, and like, always pops its head up when you wake up and you just press a little finger to its nose as mm-hmm. a boop, good morning. Yeah, that's very, very cute. Spread out on top of you is beans the cat what does beans look like beans is a massive cat Mm -hmm. uh a a main coon oh yeah fluffy as hell gosh what color should beans be i think beans is mostly just like a looks like a tabby cat kind of stripy orange tabby or gray tabby Mm, let's go gray okay so that beans can blend in a little bit yeah even though beans is huge beans yeah beans is this massive (laughs) gray tabby that i think is sleeping sprawled out on his back and he's got his little paws in the air and like one of them will twitch occasionally um and it's just a peaceful sleepy scene Hey heroes, it's James. Welcome to the mid-roll. We'll get back to the academic horror story about doing a big paper that you don't want to do very soon. But before we get there, I want to remind you of a few dates that we didn't talk about in the introduction. Specifically, November 9th through 10th, I am going to be out in the UK for the Thought Bubble Comics Festival. Now, accompanying that, I'm actually going to be doing signings for my book on November 7th at the Traveling Man Newcastle location and November 8th at the Traveling Man Manchester location. And we're also thinking of adding more signing dates to that. So if you happen to live somewhere around the UK that is not near the Thought Bubble convention, don't worry, we might be coming near you soon. And if not, please try and make it out. I am so excited to be invited to this convention, and I would love for them to have me back. I'll reiterate, part of the reason that I'm able to go out to Thought Bubble and visit all those Traveling Man locations is because I have a new book out. And I already talked to you about this book in the introduction. But folks, I am extremely excited about the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide. And please, if you got a copy, be sure to take a picture of yourself with it and shout it out on Twitter. I am so excited to see people with that book. One of the big joys of New York Comic Con was seeing so many heroes there with the book in person. As always, I want to give a huge thank you to our supporters on Patreon. 
Folks, you make this show possible. And to thank you, we try to put out a lot of interesting bonus content. And this week, we got a doozy for you. Because my friend Pat Rothfuss sat down with me to help me design the magic system for the Skyjacks universe. Early on when we were playing, we left a lot of blank space in that magic system because we wanted it to be malleable to the shape of the universe that we were building. Now that we've established it a little bit, I want to fill in some of those blanks, and it's my first time building a big setting that has to stand on its own for a long time. So I was extremely grateful for a little bit of guidance. Pat gave me that and then some. I've got the first half of an almost two hour long conversation up right now, and I think it's really interesting, and I hope you do too. You can get access to that conversation and so much more by joining us at the $5 or more level on Patreon. Just head to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast to support us. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. So then we are going to move on to block two, the midnight mission. Uh, the majority of gameplay is going to take place during midnight missions. Each night, uh, you must go out on an adventure, the successful completion of which will award you with substance. So we have to decide exactly what your adventure should be. Now, if you don't have any ideas right off the bat, I had one. Hit me. I think because you are studying for a potions exam, uh, one of the bits of your paper calls for you to talk about the basic properties of a common component used in different potions. Uh, and normally, this would just call for you to go down to the library and check out one of the books that they have on reserve for this sort of thing to learn about this thing and move on with your paper. Unfortunately, because you've put this off for the last three days before the paper is due at the library, all of the books about this component are checked out. So the only way for you to learn about it is to actually go and collect this component so that you can make the observation yourself and use it in your paper. Great. This is troll moss. Uh, this is moss that grows on the backs of trolls. It's usually pretty easy to get your hands on. It's a common component, but of course, it's all sold out at the school store, and they're not getting it back in stock until after the semester is over. Rude. However, there are trolls in this city, and there are ways to get this moss from trolls. It's just a matter of going out and finding one. All right. Where do we think Ellery starts her search? I have a feeling like every other wizarding school, there's probably some kind of entrance to some ancient sewers underneath the tower. Yeah, of course. Uh, there are the ancient sewers. I mean, that connects you to the rest of the wizarding world, which is through probably a troll market, you know, honestly. So... Even though they're called troll markets, uh, trolls are not the only denizens of this marketplace. Uh, I, I kind of think because I'm picturing a big city and my really 
only experience uh, of living for a prolonged time in a large city is Chicago. This is kind of like the Pedway. Uh, Mm -hmm. You go down and there are just different paths with different weird little shops that you you know, wonder how they stay around because you never see people at them unless it's lunchtime. So yeah, you're at this Pedway entrance to Troll Market, and with you, unless told otherwise, is Beans. Where you think we're going? Oh my god, Beans, what are you doing with your voice? <laughs> I'm trying a new thing! Okay. Alright, I can use my normal voice if you'd prefer. Yes, it will strain you less, please. I just feel that sometimes my voice is inappropriate for my frame. I have a rather large kind of build and frame, and it it feels like my voice is a little bit narrow for my frame. Honey, your name is Beans. Yeah, beans are tough. Okay. That's immaterial. (laughs) We got to find a troll, is it? Yes. All right, how how are we going to start out? I'm sure there's a few shops down here owned by trolls, or at least frequented by trolls. I just kind of assumed that maybe there was a store that either sells what we need, or we'll just run across someone who seems to have excess moss on their backs. So, it seems like you're going to be starting out with a search. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so searches or roles in this game adventure roles uh range between difficulties of one and three one is something pretty easy two is standard and three is really difficult and that is how many successes you're going to need on a pool of d6 in order to figure out your role so the way you gain dice uh when making a roll you start out with one die to represent your effort um then you will describe your action. If I think it's super creative and uses resources in an interesting way, I can award you an extra die. Um, you can spend as many points of stability as you wish to gain, to gain the same number of dice to add to the adventure roll. So basically, if you spend one stability, you'll get another die. Um You can also get an extra die by using magic. That can be anything from spells to potions, enchanted objects, and magical creatures. You should always include in your description what magic you're attempting. However, if this roll does not go well, you will end up with a magical mishap, uh, which are essentially the critical failures in this game. Like, you use magic, but you're just getting used to using magic in certain ways, uh, so it goes so wrong it will make your problem a lot more complicated. What is Ellery going to be doing in order to search? I think that directly below the college is a bustling Maybe not bustling, but a a fairly busy marketplace. It used to be the primary hub um, hundreds of years ago, and it's a little run down, but I think that there are still plenty of beings that uh, inhabit it with stores and shops, and I think it's just a matter of spotting a shop uh, that is either full of trolls or run by a troll. 
Okay. Well, I like that you've sort of added to our universal canon uh, here, so I will award you another die. Ooh. Uh, before you make your roll, you're allowed to decide whether you would like to spend any stability, knowing that there are usually multiple adventure rolls that occur. Uh, in one night? In one night, yeah. And when you say spend stability, that do- that means that my stability isn't a permanent number, huh? Yeah, that stability is going to move up and down because you can do uh. things like sleep or socialize to add to it and you can spend it on adventure rolls. Fun. Well, I have a feeling you won't screw me over too hard on the very first task of trying to find some shit, so I'm not going to add it. I think stability. finding a troll shop is going to be just a difficulty of one, so you just need one success here. Don't screw me away. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's two successes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there is a shop that you know uh, that actually has a troll shopkeeper. Um, I think it is a record store. Dope. Yeah. Am I friends with this troll? Um, have I been to this record store? I don't know. I, I wouldn't call you friends with a troll because it doesn't sound like you are the type of person who goes out and makes friends with shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think uh, that this person like sells in their record store horse girl stuff. Because like they're near a college, they fucking know. There me. are always some horse girls. They know you as oh, you're one of the horse girl witches. They got my number. Yeah. Uh, so they they like they they recognize you and they've treated you nicely. Like they always get the the late like the horse girl magazine or whatever uh, you need to get through your life. I have a feeling they've even tempted me to buy records that I don't even play because just because it had a cool horse on the front of it. Oh, yeah, I think definitely. So it's midnight, which uh, the troll market, like you you said, not bustling, but I think it's pretty busy because mm-hmm. trolls are nocturnal creatures. Like there are also goblins and imps and trapulpkin and all sorts of creatures running around in the subterranean earth um, beneath this city. Yeah, I think this is technically like early morning for them Mm -hmm. yeah so the the day is is just kind of starting up uh there are a lot of like coffee and tea joints going up like you can hear a lot of grinding throughout and i think you basically went as soon as most of the troll uh the shops in the troll market open Mm -hmm. because you got it like this is such a basic thing that the college should have on hand and like you're kicking yourself that it's not there. So you navigate uh, to this record store, which is called Spin Me Baby One More Time. Spin Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got a logo of like a cartoon gargoyle that's at a DJ uh, deck. Uh, just just operating that kit he it looks like this logo was drawn in the 90s oh yeah and i think this place is permeated by the smell that inhabits most record and used bookstores that stale cardboard scent absolutely so you go in there and behind the counter there's a ghost what's up hey welcome to spin me baby one more time what can i do for you hey might be a weird question. Is the owner in today? Believe it or not, that's not a weird question. Oh. The owner is in, but not here right now. Oh, okay, dope. When is he going to come back? 
Oh. Well, I'm assuming he's coming back. Legit. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to browse the posters then. Okay, cool. Um, so you are confronted with a dazzling array of posters and like prints and whatnot. Uh, they've got one of those poster racks with like the swinging oh, yeah. things. And this guy like keeps a fairly regularly like rotating uh wealth of posters on hand uh because you know there are always students coming through looking for new ways to decorate um especially with the term coming to an end like people are plotting their next rooms i think also that being directly below the college that this particular troll is like invested in the art school too and he likes to carry art that students submit and sell in his store dope that's extremely cool also i think there's like a, a little shelf off to the side selling weird little handmade zines too yes 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 uh so you see some zines there ah you know what i'm gonna say uh this is a hard roll um because there's a lot of distracting material here uh but you might be able to extract something useful um so but you always start with one die um describe to me your process as you look over these posters and zines and whether or not uh you want to add anything to it ellery has been here many times if there is something new or different or useful i have a feeling that if there's a change between when she was there last and when she's there now she's gonna see it so she's like looking at the not not just like whether the new issue of hippogriff enthusiast or uh pegasus fancy is in but whether like he normally buys three and usually two of them sell. So if a third one sells, I'll know that there's somewhere out, someone else out there who's also into Pegasuses and Griffins. Or even like new posters, mm-hmm. things, new books that are added. If there's uh, a new author for the zines, because I have a feeling that over time, because she's bought so many things from this store, they don't always mind if she takes a minute to like read a zine or you know, decide on what she wants to buy. They're very forgiving of loyal customers. So she's read almost everything on that rack. Okay, okay. And, and bought a majority of them, but... I think uh, one of the people who makes uh, zines is an older student. Um, and they write zines under a pseudonym. Um, who, like, what is the pseudonym and what are the zines usually about? Make me come up with another name. I'm trying to make you earn that second die. Well, it's a pseudonym, so it doesn't need to be a name name. The name is Iro. Iro, cool. What are the zines that Iro writes usually about? You you like their style, you know, so you've you've got pretty much every one of them. Iro writes poems and illustrates pictures next to them. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. All right, I'm giving you two dice for sure. Um now keep in mind this is a hard roll. So, you can opt to use magic, risking a mishap. Uh, you can also decide to spend some of your stability on this. I will spend one stability. One stability. Yeah. All right. Being aware that you've got 50-50 chance uh, as is. Is that all you're going to do? Okay. 
It's making me paranoid. I can't waste all of my shit just in the beginning. Ugh. So I think you didn't succeed in that. And I think kind of you got sucked into all the glitz and glamour. There was some useful stuff there. But, uh, you know, sometimes you don't find all the useful stuff. Rude. Uh, so time passes. And after, I want to say, an hour, hour and a half, uh, the owner comes back in uh, the building. Uh, I think his name is Bog. Bog. Bog comes in. He's carrying a big, there, there's like a big cart that he's pushing that's like stacked super high with boxes. Mm. Oh, hey. Hello. Oh, one of the horse people. Oh, yeah, you fucking got me. That's me. Hey, I have a kind of a weird question, and I, I really, really hope this isn't rude, but I have an assignment at school that uh, I need to get a thing for, and I haven't been able to get it anywhere else, and I was wondering if I could take a small sample of moss from <sighs> your back. Look, you know, I'm running a record store here. Uh, yeah, no, I totally get it. I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't like a last resort on my part. And I'm super sorry. I will buy all of the new zines on the shelf if you help me with this. Uh, uh, look, I don't want uh, to give the impression that, uh, you know, my body is for sale. Oh, uh, no, that's not. I, I just... That's not my intention. Yeah, no, I know that's not your intention. You're not the first kid who's, like, come through the door asking for, like, troll moss or, like, ectoplasm. Yeah, definitely the ectoplasm thing. Wow. It's, uh, you know, it's uncomfortable. And I, look, I, I know you don't mean anything by it. And, you know, I know you. I've seen you a couple times. What's your name? Oh, my name's Ellery. Ellery. You seem like a good kid. You seem like uh, you probably, you know, wouldn't do something like that on purpose. How about this? You help me unpack some of these boxes. I'm not going to charge you for it or anything. Uh, and you can't tell anyone I did this because I don't need more kids coming down here and asking for my bits. But, you know, you're you're a good customer. I'll help you out. 100%. Absolutely. Here to help, sir. Whatever you need. We'll do whatever it takes. Jumping up onto the box, uh, boxes like Beans starts, like, pawing at one of the corners to, like, oh, no, get it I, open. I think Beans, like, professionally pops out a single claw and just, like, <laughs> gently slices a box open. Yes. Um, so... You are now going through the process of trying to stock these shelves with uh, the employees at this record store. Um, so I'm going to set the difficulty here at two. This is not a super difficult thing to do, but it's not like it's easy. And this is going to take some time. And you're kind of on a time budget because you still got to do some writing. You always start with your one die. I'm going to let you describe it. You can incorporate magic. You can spend stability. You can do whatever you want. Normal to have this many rolls in one night? Normally, you get about uh, one to three rolls. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, three to four adventure rolls. That's exhausting. All right. <laughs>
I don't know how Ellery's going to get through this. So to basically guarantee your success, you'd need a pool of four dice to, you know, give yourself a better than average shot. You'd need three um, and 50-50 is going to be two dice. All right, I think part of the stuff that needs to get stocked is definitely posters and zines, and that's something Ellery knows a lot about. Oh, yeah. You just told me that you have, like, a encyclopedic knowledge of, of yes. the zines, and you keep a Hawkeye watch on them. Does that get me a second day? Let's put it this way. What, what, what the game asks me to reward is creativity in your description. So give me a montage of these characters stocking these shelves. Well, it's a, it's kind of like an assembly line. Uh, Beans expertly opens the box with mm-hmm. with a single claw and then kind of paws it open. But there, sometimes boxes are more difficult to open than others. So you've got these floofy ass feet just trying to like dig their way into a box. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll hear a lot of... <laughs> and then once... Uh, once Beans gets it open, he'll kind of tip the box a little bit, maybe dump out a pile of posters, and Ellery will pick them up, look at the little numbers, and stock them into the little squares underneath the... Because it, like, it's always the, the big flip thing of posters, and then underneath it there's little squares where the rolled up posters go to stock them up. I think she she has a little fun with it. She tries to do like little enchantments to float things into cubbies, and they're... So we've got magic sure. in the mix, let's, baby. Let's fuck yeah. it up. Let's do some magic. But okay. uh, she's just trying to have fun. She's she's looking at all the stuff she loves to look at every day, and she's she's putting it away. And it's there's something a little cathartic about it because manual labor sometimes gives you a, a focus. Cool. I like that. All right. I will take that description for another die. Uh, finally, the question is, do you want to spend any stability? Okay, so this is three. You've got a better than average shot at getting this done in a timely manner. So this task ends up taking a lot longer than you anticipated. Um, And part of that is because the magic doesn't go super great. I think you are floating some things in place. You, You do this all the time in your room. I I don't think floating is a big deal. Unfortunately, Beans pops another stack of things down in front of you and turns around and their tail tickles your nose and you sneeze in the middle of the spell. And that sneeze causes like a stack of zines to explode. And so there's like this a black and white paper that is raining down around all of you and the troll and the ghost just sort of freeze. Oh, bummer. Well, heroes, that's it for one shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more Hex Ed next week. While you're waiting for that, be sure to check out some of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network, like A Horror Borealis. A Horror Borealis is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in the 1990s in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska, just south of the nation's least visited national park and way north of everything else. 
reclusive small game hunter with a magical secret, a young anarchist librarian with a passion for conspiracy theory, and a sensible park ranger with a strong local book club following find themselves pulled together by common threads woven mysteriously into their past when monsters begin plaguing their tiny community. But they soon discover the things they're fighting run much deeper and much closer to home. Tune in for a story about identity, empathy, community, mental illness, and healing. And stay for the beloved local diner. You can find A Horror Borealis on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, we end the show with a call to action. And once again, I would like you to call your representatives about climate change. Folks, the only way that humanity is going to survive this is if we take immediate action. And part of that is beyond the ability of individuals to complete. Recycling and reducing consumption in many ways is not going to be enough. We need to make certain corporations stand up. And our best tools for that are government regulations. Which is why calling your representatives can have a big impact. Now when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries of different issues affecting the country, like climate change, along with the contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone. With just a few minutes, you can make your voice heard and have an impact on this issue. We need everyone to stand together on this. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at p-a-r-a-c-o-s-m-press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.